Okay, with the creative team of Flowers Die First, I play the Romance and Relationship Film Festival. It's a short film. It's 16 minutes. Uh, Gwen Newcomb is the director. She's actually on set right now, uh, kind of taking a break. And then Christina Corrales, who is the producer and the writer. Guys, thank you so much for coming. Uh, this is a, a student film from uh, with Savannah, the, sorry, I, I almost, Savannah College of Art and Design, right? Yep. Yeah, it's like this film. It took a while to get that out of, out of the system. So you guys obviously went to school together at, 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 at that school. Yes. Yep. <laughs> and how did you we guys, where, where did you guys first meet and how did you guys meet? We met in our lighting class. Do you remember that, Gwen? <laughs> yeah, I think it was right after we got back from the pandemic. It was the first ground, first class I took back on the ground. Christina and I met. And then we kind of started working together ever since. We worked on a few projects together uh, before Flowers. Um, and then Christina wrote Flowers and reached out. And I was like, heck yeah. And I joined joined the team. Is this uh, like, was this like kind of a thesis project? Like end of last year thesis project? Yeah, so this was written as a short film the end of my junior year. And okay. I had no idea what I was going to do for my thesis. But I was like, I really love this. So that's what we ended up doing. And when did and Christina, when did you kind of come up with this idea for this uh this period piece kind of romance film? Yeah. Um um during our winter break in November, I went to Anaheim on a trip in California. That's and Disneyland, with, right? Yeah. yeah, and near Disneyland, yeah. <laughs> um, and I met with the historical society there and we went to the original packing district and she told me about the women who worked there during the war. Um, and just like their friendships and what they went through. And it kind of reminded me of when I was a hostess for some reason at a restaurant. And I was like, I can, I can write that. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was fun. Like just like the, the greeting people and putting people like where they need to be or. Yeah. I mean, just the organizing, the camaraderie, like this was the time during the war when women were entering the workforce and they were, you know, taking up the guys' jobs. And it was just, it was just an interesting dynamic, um and also just exploring what it would be like to be a daughter at that time providing for your family yeah so. like I guess they, they call it the birth of feminism right where like like you said men went to war they they did their jobs and then when men came back men's like I want my jobs back and women are like well we can do these jobs how come we're not doing these jobs anymore yeah, yeah. of course it's more complicated than that I just kind of <laughs> kind of but uh, yeah no you're, you're good so then, so then, okay. So you wrote the screenplay, and then when, Gwen, when did you first read it? I so Christina and I actually did a documentary together um, in Evansville, Indiana, and so we were all stuck in this house together. And during that, Christina had a draft. Um, I was able to kind of look at it then, and then uh, that was kind of in the beginning of summer. And then towards the end of summer, uh, we reconnected about the project, and I joined the team then. And then, how does the process work with uh, with the school? Where do you have to do you have to pitch do you have to pitch the, the the film to faculty to get it get it made? Like, what's the what, how does it work? How does it work? So something cool about SCAD um, that a lot of other film um, departments don't really do is everyone and anyone can do a capstone. They don't do a specific number, but you have to play a major role in whatever capstone you do participate in: director, producer, editor, DP. Um, and so Christina and I both counted this as our capstones. Um, and so SCAD, they split it up over three classes. Um, we do a, a three, well, we do a quarter system, but to be a full-time student, you have to be enrolled in three of them, three quarters. 
Um, so they split it up pre-production, production, post-production. So we worked on this film for in school for close to nine months. And then Christina worked on it, what, almost a year, year and a half? Almost two years now. <laughs> almost two years, yeah. And so this is a complicated shoot because you got its period piece. You got to have a good art direction, production design, costumes of of this era. So what is like this? The 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 does the, the school kind of uh, fund the the film? Like how does the funding work? Yes. Yeah, so this was a really long process of getting crew. We did lots of interviews throughout the summer, um, but the funding is completely from the students. You have to figure out if you're going to get donations from family or do like an Indiegogo or any kind of fundraiser. What was really interesting about our film is we decided to have our crew do stations throughout Savannah, which is you know where we went to school. And we would go to the park or we would set up around our campus and we would sell like sage or um, little goodie bags and get people really excited along with our social media campaign. Um, and we ended up raising like the majority of our, our funds from just our little setup stands. You, you sold state sage to make to to make to get the film thought. Oh yeah, we got where, our business minds. <laughs> where was the manufacturing? Who did this? Who who uh, made the sage? So I, me. So. We like order it and then we'd all sit down and we'd like wrap it. Um, we sold like candy cigarettes at one point for like the theme of, you know, back then. Just getting into it. So are you is that like a sage like a euphemism yeah. for something else, or is it really was the sage? <laughs> no, it was sage. We wrapped it with uh yeah. <laughs> we put like little quartz on it. We're like, oh, it's for the love story. We have rose quartz. So yeah. Oh, you just say you say candy cigarettes and like say yeah okay all right so yeah that's pretty yeah, cool yeah and then okay so tell me about the production then so like you you got the script and then obviously casting how did where did you guys you guys found casting all over like the Georgia area yeah so we had a casting director who um, she studied casting at SCAD um, and so she pulled uh, we actually got a good variety of pulling from students um, and then non students um, so. Our lead actress, um, she was a SCAD student, but uh, when we hired her, she was actually on a touring musical. So she actually flew in um, to work with us. Um, and yeah, we were able to get really good talent um, from SCAD. And then the folks that weren't from SCAD uh, were local to the area, to to Savannah. So obviously your oh, lead actor is, is in every oh, scene. Yeah, She's so important, right? So where did you, how did you find her? Um, she, uh, was enrolled in SCAD and then she took a little break to do that touring musical and she actually heard about the project through social media, which I will accredit to Christina, um, which a lot of people had been following the project, um, for close to six months, half a year, nine months, um, before yeah. we even started casting. So we had huge, when we put out the casting call, there was a huge response, uh, of people who were interested, which means we had good variety to kind of pick and choose and let people take their own spin on the characters, which was really, really cool. So that's your flowers die first uh, Instagram page. Yes. And so, okay. So then again, okay, in terms of, uh, see, so then obviously uh, you kind of referenced Christina in the blog interview that, that locations were the most difficult task in kind of completing this film, which makes sense. Cause it needs to be authentic. If it's not authentic, the audience just kind of really loses like interest in the film. So tell me about the finding the locations. Yeah, so we had 
I think it's seven locations in the script, but we shot in five places in person. One of them was the orange grove that you see in the beginning of the film that was shot in Florida in Vero Beach. And we had done some scouting um, and we really wanted it to be like this authentic, huge orange grove. Um, but we were like, how are we going to get all these people there? So um, that was like a day, one day shoot. We booked it down from Savannah and then left like the same day. Um, so that was really interesting. And they were really great people who let us um, shoot there. Um, and then where else we shoot? Oh, we wanted to do the interior also at that location because they had an authentic um, 1940s, like 1930 processor for the oranges, but unfortunately we couldn't go there. So the next best thing was this warehouse that was actually next to um, our film building at school. And we got to shoot the interior of the packing house there and also where the soldier is. You know, it's really dark, but they're the same yeah, location, yeah, so totally. that was really fun. That's yeah, so and then we that, used an Airbnb. You really grabbed the audience with that the the orange kind of interior, the the packing or the factory uh, place because it's like it felt it felt so authentic, it felt so real that this is this is this was done in my this was in Miami. So no, that part was in Savannah. Savannah, yeah. okay. And then you had like you had yeah. like girls like extras, and you, then you had a how did you guys costume everybody? Who did the costumes? Yes. So we had our um, costume designer. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> no, we had our costume designer, Aiden Sky Jameson. She is amazing. She's a student at SCAD um, and she specializes with period pieces. We had over a hundred pieces and accessories for each um character. Some of them were authentic to the time period and we'll actually be doing um what's it called an auction for them later to help keep raising money for the film's distribution. But um, yeah, so many pieces. We have skirts from the 1930s that our actresses got to wear and she worked for months sourcing everything and sewing everything and it was great. So. Wow, Christine, I'm learning, Christina, you're, you're quite the producer. I hope so, hope to keep working with all these people. I mean, Gwen was amazing, Aiden was amazing, everybody was amazing on this project, so. Well, you, but you also reached out to Gwen to say, this is the person who should direct this film. So then that was smart on your part as well, right? Oh yeah, she could not have done it without her. So, so Gwen, tell me about the the production process. Did you guys like uh, a lot of like obviously like is the way it's set up the tone, a lot of tripod shots. You kind of let the actors kind of tell the story. Um, in terms of, did you guys storyboard? How was your relationship with the DP? Did you storyboard things? Did you have like a set shot list? How was that process? Yeah. So um, I sat down. So Fen, um, he's our DP. I sat down with him. Um, when I first signed on to the project, uh, he was slowly in the onboarding process then. So I sat down with him then and we shortly talked over things. And then one of my really good friends is a storyboard artist. So then the three of us kind of sat down with Christina, the four of us um, sat down and really, I mean, I wanted to close my eyes and I wanted to be able to see every single beat of this story play out. And so that at that meeting at that table, that's what I wanted to get done. So um, from that, we were able to make a really concise shot list um and then turn around and make that a storyboard so then on set we were looking at the storyboard and everyone could easily get on the same page really quickly um to figure out where things needed to be which then turned around and helped production design um our production design artist uh, brielle yeah. she was then able to go okay this is where i need to hide stuff this is where i need to go you know talking about that big factory uh, we had three different locations there you know we had the packing we had the soldier and then we had felipe's desk so we had to somehow 
make them feel like one room at sometimes and different rooms at other times. So um, it was really a collaboration with that. And once we were able to nail down locations, it was so much easier to finalize the shot list and the storyboards. Um, but it, it was all about like over communicating to everyone about what I was seeing in my head um, that helped us all get on board on set. And there were a few moments where I was like in the pre-production process, I was like, oh, just trust me on this. Just trust me on this. Because when we get to set, I'll know, I'll show you exactly what I'm talking about. And there were some aha moments when we were there, which end up being some of my favorite parts um, of the film. And so the, I, I don't know, I apologize if I was I interrupted you, but the house sequence, obviously it's a lot of the film. Where we, where was the house shot, shot shot in? That was at an Airbnb in Savannah also in the Starlin Yard district. And what's really interesting about that place is it was tiny. And we had like 30 people inside of there. We'd shove people in the bathroom, looking at a monitor to see if everything was going. And you can't tell when you're watching it. And oh. I, that's part of Gwen, yeah. that's part of the actors. It's amazing. But there were, there were so many people in that room. So. Yeah. I remember when we landed in that location and the DP and I walked through and it was just the two of us and where the dining room is in the movie, there was a huge bed. And so we flew the bed frame, the mattress, everything into a U-Haul that slept there overnight. And we set up as if this was their kitchen in their dining room. That's um, amazing. Because yeah, yeah, you have a pretty long scene in the kitchen. It's probably the longest scene of the film. It's like a five minute scene between the two, the two characters, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, between it, uh, Anita and her and her father. Yeah, and it works. Like I mean, like it be it, what I mean is that for me, like it felt like that you're we're in the 1940s in this kitchen in the 1940s. It's like really interesting. And the biggest thing was when I walked through that Airbnb and when Christina picked it out and showed me pictures, I kind of felt like the kitchen was really the heart of sure. where all of this action was going to take place. It's where she writes the love letters. It's where dad confronts her. So we needed to have the heart of the film, the emotional thread of the film happen in that kitchen. That's where Felipe finds out, finds the letters that she had been hiding, you know? So everything kind of happens and either is solved or dismantled in that kitchen. Um, she falls in love there. She falls out of love there. She, that kitchen is the heart. So that was really important to us and why we had to, to make it the most period accurate as possible, which was really hard to do. Christina will attest. It was hard to find uh, a period accurate kitchen. Yeah, it must have been. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, think about, like, our families, like, think about the family dynamic. A lot of our mo moments happen in the kitchen. They do. Like, that's probably where the family spends most of their time. If, if you have a house... Most of the daytime is with the fam with the entire family is spent in the kitchen. So it makes sense that these plot points or these devices would happen in the kitchen. Like you said, it's a thread, it's the heart of the film, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So fantastic. So then what did the, I'm curious what the, the your lead actress, what did what did she think of the film when she saw it for the first time? So we got to do a huge showcase, yeah, at SCAD. And Gwen and I were there with, with Raina, who's our lead actress. And her face the entire time was so stinking cute. She was just like this, like so excited. Yeah. Um, she's one of like the most kind and bubbly people ever. So this was really fun to share that with her. Yeah, because she's got an arc. She's got some she's got some acting chops. Hopefully she'll this this film will serve her well in the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
All right, so tell me about the post-production. So everybody's a SCAD, um, I'm using your words now, everybody's a SCAD, um, your acronym is a SCAD um, uh, worker. So then the, the editor and the sound sound department, they're all SCAD from the, from the school? Yeah, yeah. so um, our edit, so funny thing talking about those capstones. So our editor also counted this as her capstone as well as our um, sound editor those um, both of those women counted these as their capstones and then our composer he actually did not go to SCAD he's from where Christina he's from New Hampshire so yeah. yeah um and he's actually yeah our story editor's friend and they grew up and we've done a couple projects he actually did the music for our documentary Missing in Midwest also so continued relationships um but yeah primarily our team was made up of SCAD um, students and mostly women which we're really proud of um and yeah so yeah, it's a nice sound design. Is it L? L was their sound designer, right? Yeah, L. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming she's going to work in the industry as a sound in the sound department. Yeah, that that's her dream. Um, she really wants to do video game sound design. Um, and yeah. she's a good friend of mine. And so when I was talking about the project months and months before anything, she was like, "What can I do to be on that?" And I was like, "Sound." <laughs> and uh, she doesn't love to do sound on set so she was like absolutely I will do all your post-production sound so before we had any footage in the can she was pulling sound effects um to test for us to see what we liked um and she built a lot of those rooms because that that big factory that sound was tough in there we yeah. had there we we couldn't even put down sound blankets there was kind of too much going on so she saved a lot of our audio uh Jason our sound mixer on set he did amazing um, but she was able to bound, uh, build based on what he was able to capture. I'm kind of a nerd with this, but I don't think there was any ADR work. I think you grabbed all the dialogue on set, right? Or there was? There was we so much ADR. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for not noticing. <laughs> I'm going to tell, she's going to be, I'm going to call her after this. She's going to be so excited <laughs> that you weren't able to tell. Um, we did ADR with almost every single every actor. Scene, yeah. Um, yeah, almost not every scene, but definitely every actor had like one or two lines that we gotcha. either and we actually even in post-production, we added some lines for context that Christina wrote after the fact when we we did some test groups um, who watched a rough cut of the film to see what was making it through and what wasn't. And then based on that, Christina kind of wrote in some lines that we got an ADR to make everything blend together. Do you think they're they're doing sometimes ADR like I've done it a few times where Sometimes it depends on the actor, but sometimes they make the performance better with their ADR work. And then sometimes they people they're in their heads and they just they're not they just can't match the the technical side of, of doing it. I don't know if you had any experience with that with yeah. the actors. Yeah, luckily, um, most of our actors at SCAD, you get like a really well-rounded view of what it what it's like to be in performing arts. Um, so a lot of them had done ADR before, either okay. for a class or for a different project. Um, but what was funny about a period piece, uh, and I'll credit this to Christina again, um, there's some words that we just don't, we didn't use in the 40s that we then in ADR had to kind of get them to fix because um, we didn't necessarily catch it on set. We were more performance based on set. So then when we were doing cuts of it, we were trying to make it as accurate as possible. So then when we were doing ADR, it was super easy to get them to kind of switch out. Um, like they didn't use, what was it, contractions? Like could have, yeah, should have. Yeah, I was like, "Fix that." They didn't say, contra <laughs> they didn't say contractions in the nineteen forties. Mm -mm. You said your full sentence most of the time, so yeah, gotcha. cannot, not can't. Yeah, should not. 
So you, you made a guys made a great film. And like you said, you're getting it to festivals, uh, including ours. We sent the audience to you and the audience feedback. What did you guys think about what they had to say about your film? That was a really great experience because it was outside of our school and friend circle. So, you know, people don't have that, like that barrier of like, oh, you're my friend. So I'm going to tell you what you want to hear. Um, and it was interesting to see that a lot of people got to the heart of the story, which I think, you know, when you're writing something and you're working on something, you know what it is, but to see other people really resonate and understand that was um, a really unique and really great experience. And I really valued that throughout this video that you guys made for us. Cool. Yeah. And I know for me, it was really cool um, that some people commented on decisions that me and production designer or the wardrobe department like we consciously made decisions that then people noticed which was really really cool like me I knew I made them Christina knew we made them but to hear other people recognize that and recognize the importance of it was really validating to to me as a director yeah so you guys obviously are like I said you're still distributing this film playing the festivals but what are you guys doing now what's your future are you going to work together Again, are you gonna like go do go your separate ways and kind of conquer the industry? Or do you go what do what are you guys' plans? I think right now we're we're all just hoping to keep working in film. Um, yeah. I'd always love to work with Gwen again, but hopefully we'll all just after the strike keep working. <laughs> so good. yeah, for when, sure. I'll, I'll know, just right? I am. I'm a, I'm on a non-union shoot, but we're abiding by SAG, so. We have permission to do this. I'm not I'm not Listen, doing anything bad. You got to uh, keep creating. It's like like there's nothing that's rationalized. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I just want to echo Christina. You know, I'd work with any of these guys again in a heartbeat. And I'm praying and hoping that we all cross paths again. I yeah. know Christina and I will definitely keep working on flowers together uh, and stuff like that. But um, I definitely, all these guys are just amazing. Yeah. Like you're, you guys like just you guys are like uh, before you get into the unions, you know, like just basically figure it out, figure out the industry, work on film sets like you're working on now, kind of take it all in, right? So then, and then then you can do the then you can do the union thing later. It's all good. Yeah, because that's what everybody did. That's what everybody who's in the union now did when they were they, they were they, when they got out of school as well. So keep make keep creating, right? So. Oh yeah. Heck yeah. So and also, but you guys are you guys are went to school in Georgia, and Georgia's just changing the industry. Like everybody's like, including where I'm sitting, it's like there's so many films. Like this is like I think the fifth podcast I've done this year from someone uh, from a filmmaker at your school. Uh, this is like, like you know what I mean. Everybody's kind of moving to to Atlanta for the film industry. So you guys, you guys are in the right area. It seems like. Oh yeah, I mean, I personally have plans to move to Atlanta in January, so I'm excited for that. Keep working on films. So, <laughs> how far is Atlanta from Miami? How far of a drive is it? That's like a ten-hour drive, nine-hour drive. No, so you, you can't commute, can right? <laughs> no, no commute. <laughs> but I'll actually probably be moving with our other producer on this film, Haley Williams, who also did a lot of amazing work with us. So I'm excited. Well, congratulations on the film. I wish you guys the ultimate best. And uh, let's talk again, either individually or together when you guys make your next films. Cool, cool. Great. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight.